0: Hey,
1: everybody, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Machine Learning. This week on our panel, we have Gant Laborde. Hello. I'm Charles Maxwood from DevChat.TV. And this week, we have a special guest, and that's Benson Rouen. Hello, everybody. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Let us know who you are, sure. why you're famous.
2: Sure. My name is Benson Ruan. I'm a Chinese living in Sydney, Australia. I work as a tech lead in a fintech company. I love all the cool stuff that uh, machine learning and AI creates. I enjoy sharing knowledge and ideas with the developer community. I think machine learning and AI is fun and it can make our lives better. So it's an amazing thing to see more and more people getting interested in the AI technology. And thanks to Kent and Charles having me here today to talk about my adventure of machine learning.
1: Are you a software engineer trying to learn machine learning? Then you should check out the course from Educative.io called Machine Learning for Software Engineers. It has 87 lessons, 8 quizzes, 115 challenges, 163 playgrounds, and 2 code snippets. In other words, it's not just a set of videos that tell you how to do the thing. It actually walks you through all of the processes for machine learning. It gives you quizzes, it makes you do challenges, it's very hands-on it's done with experts from companies like Google, Microsoft, Amazon and Apple and it is a terrific course that i've been learning to do machine learning. So go check it out at devchat.tv/learnml. That's devchat.tv/learnml and that'll take you to the right place you can sign up for the course. Awesome. Yeah. It's great to have you. So you want to just give us a little bit of background as far as like what you've done with machine learning and
2: yeah, sure. The reason why I started machine learning is um in the past few years I've been seeing more and more applications that use machine learning to solve the real problems. You can use your face ID to unlock your iPhone. This machine learning used for face recognition. You can say "Okay Google" to start your Google Home assistance. This machine learning used for speech recognition. Gmail machine learning to filter out spams. Netflix used machine learning to predict what you might like to watch. So for me, as a developer for many years, I'm always curious about how things works. Works the magic inside the back and I know the classic rule-based programming cannot make that happen only machine learning can do it so i decided to dig into machine learning
1: nice now you and gantt know each other don't you or i, I think gantt said you might have met online or something i don't remember
0: i follow everything he does on twitter that's for sure ah, always coming go. out with great things it's very entertaining and i would call him a fellow mad scientist <laughs> Nice.
1: So what's it like to be Twitter famous then, I guess?
2: Not that famous. Ken is more famous than me, for sure. (laughs) I I, I know him uh, first in the show and talk in TensorFlow.js. They're hosted Mm -hmm. by um, Google. Yeah, that's very Uh interesting. Get in touch with Ken.
0: Yeah. You know, I I really think that this is a strong point. I know this show, we tend to talk about, we've talked about PyTorch, we've talked about TensorFlow, but we've really talked a bit about TensorFlow.js. And I think that we're going to see that happen a lot more because it's just really easy to show your work. It's really easy to build something and then just show it to everybody quickly. And that sparks conversation that sparks like people sending DMS and chatting about this stuff. You're like, Oh, that is such a cool idea. what what made you think of that? Or what'd you use? What's the model underneath there? So I have to say, like, I know that's we've all been, you know, you could study a lot of courses. And I think Benson, you You've taken a lot of Coursera courses as well, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So my study of machine learning is um, back into early 2019. Uh-huh. At that time, I tried to figure out what's the best way for me to learn machine learning, and I thought probably there might be three. First one, like buying a machine learning textbook and study by myself. Mm-hmm. Second, like take a course in the unit and studying part time. The third one is taking online courses. At the end, I think uh, taking the online course is my best fit Mm -hmm. because it's flexible. You can do it at your own pace. And it do provide an online community to help answer your questions when you get stuck. Mm -hmm. So I did some research on um, what's the best course for beginners and they all pointed to Professor Andrew Ng's yeah. machine learning course on Coursera mm-hmm. it is an um, 11 weeks course and it covers all the fundamental knowledge that you need to know for machine learning mm-hmm. like linear regression logistic regression forward mm-hmm. and backward propagation in neural networks mm-hmm. and already over 3 million students that have taken this course and the average rating is 4.9 out of 5 that's probably 98% <laughs> of the Students say it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I think Professor Andrew explains those mathematical algorithms in a way that you can easily understand. It took me about eight weeks to finish the course. And after that, I'm more confident to dive into more advanced courses, also taught by Professor Andrew. I spent mm. another two months finishing deep learning specialization. Yeah. This specialization, I have five courses. It covers topic of deep neural networks, conventional neural network, recurrent neural network, LSTM, and many more. During those few months, I spent about 10 hours per week studying. It was like, an hour per day and um, plus an afternoon in the weekend. So I think it's totally achievable, even though that you have a full-time job.
1: You know, I've I've signed up for that course twice.
0: (laughs) 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 I have ridiculous respect for everybody who makes it through Andrew Ng's uh, Stanford machine learning course. It is tough. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. It's tough. You know, a lot of my advancement is also directly affiliated with Andrew Ring, doing the same exact courses like you did. So for our listeners, the, when did he come out with that one? In 2012 in Stanford, I think Andrew Ring did the very first one. And to be honest, it's actually not even this scared someone when I told them once. And don't be scared by it. It's not completely accurate anymore. Anyway but you're not really it's only inaccurate in the sense of this is the best way to do something but it Still, like all the new things that are the best way to do stuff are built on same of those same principles. Because I think when he wrote it, like ReLU was not even a considered function or didn't exist. So you know, he's he basically he's using sigmoid activation functions throughout his entire neural network simply because ReLU wasn't invented yet. And you know, now I would not use I would use not use sigmoid in the intermediary layers. But I mean, that I can ha- I can hold that conversation. You know. Oh, we can we can chat about that because i actually really understand what sigmoid was doing from that course mm-hmm. and i actually understand significantly you know what, what the alteration is between that and relu and leaky relu and, and then someone's going to tell me i've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time that'd be fun but <laughs> i could see that happening at some point just somebody's like you're not even saying these things right but truth of the matter is it's really a, such a powerful course because of those fundamentals and it's also severely abstract from the practical application. You, it's like you'll carry this knowledge forever and it'll lightly influence you, but never directly touch anything in that first course. Those later courses, the specializations you were talking about, I feel like those get real practical and they kind of get you started.
2: Yeah. What's a. Yeah. After all those courses, you know, I have a strong desire to apply what I learned into practice, right? Mm -hmm. Then I Mm -hmm. started to do some research on um, how people do machine learning projects, what programming language are they using, what libraries and APIs are they using. Then TensorFlow came into my sight. Right. Mm-hmm. TensorFlow was developed by the Google Play team and it was completely open source. Right. It not only library, it's a complete ecosystem that can solve machine learning projects. Right. Do have a few advantage for using TensorFlow. Right. You can build and train models using the high-level Keras API. Mm-hmm. You can visualize the performance when you're training. By using TensorFlow, you can easily serve your model for consumption. By using TensorFlow Serving, you can apply machine learning in the mobile apps. By using TensorFlow Lite, you can bring machine learning into the browser by using TensorFlow.js. That is Mm -hmm. why I love machine learning. It just solves all your problems (laughs) From model building, training, iterating, to serving the model in APIs, mobile apps, and browsers.
0: Yeah, it's an awesome setup of tools that Google's come up with for sure. Yep, absolutely. Even if yeah. it is written in Python.
1: <laughs> well, the
0: TensorFlow.js is in JavaScript. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm particularly interested in
2: um, TensorFlow.js. The reason is being a developer for many years, so fascinated by, by the idea of bringing machine learning and AI into the browser. Mm-hmm. And then I started to build most using JavaScript and TensorFlow.js. And TensorFlow.js is an open source JavaScript library for machine learning. I think if you are a JavaScript developer who's new to machine learning, TensorFlow.js is a great way to start. You can import an existing pre trained model for inference, which means if, um, if you have an existing TensorFlow or Keras model you previously trained in Python offline, then you can convert it into a TensorFlow.js format and load it into the browser for inference. Or you can retrain and install Imported model using the transfer learning to augment it existing chain model. This is a good way to chain an accurate model quickly, given that you only have a small amount of data. You can also use TensorFlow.js to do the whole thing from the beginning, but define, train, and run the model entirely in the browser using the JavaScript and the high levels and layers API. The demos that I've been building covers areas of image classification, object detection, body segmentation, face detection, hand tracking, motion detection, sentiment analysis. I have a lot of fun. By building those demos, mm. and my wife suggested that I should write blog the document my journey, and I share my knowledge to other like-minded people. So once I build something cool, deploy the demo to my website, write blog the document how I implemented it, and I will show it to my friends, mm-hmm. share it on social media. That's how. I get to know again, right? (laughs) Then I get feedbacks from people. Some will say, well, your demos are amazing. Some will give you suggestions how you can improve it to work better. It feels good um, when you accomplish something and people find it interesting. And that's the drive Mm -hmm. to keep me going.
0: Yeah, there's there's a real cool aspect of sharing this up. And honestly, I'll say, like, we're building some really high profile, fun demos. Right now, do you think that there's in applying this that pretty much every business is going to have to have this in their websites at some point? Are there is there like a specific aspect of TensorFlow.js or, or the machine learning that you can see being the next big library or something that's very useful? Because it's super cool to build, you know, some of the stuff that or that is visual, but you mentioned sentiment analysis and kind of like helping police websites. Well, more like helping people be nice to one another on websites, and I think that that's a really cool initiative because, I, you know, like Nextdoor.com, I think has implemented some of this stuff to warn people when they're about to say something that's going to be pretty offensive to everybody in their community. <laughs> and oh, that Gmail. would be, yeah, yeah, they've got some interesting thoughts. So I'd love to hear what you think. Like, where is this going? Like, where are some of the cool things that? you're seeing here in the training and where they can fit into websites as an as a application yeah. person.
2: Yeah, I think running the machine learning program on the website is the next big move for machine learning. Running machine learning programs entirely client-based in the website, but it means that from the user perspective, you don't need to install any library or any software, but you just open the web page and your program is ready to run. In addition, yeah. it's is ready to run with um, GPU accelerator, but TensorFlow.js automatically support WebGL, and it will accelerate your code behind the scene when the GPU is available. And all data stays on the client. It's good for those privacy-preserving applications. You don't mm-hmm. need to send data to the server, it all stayed in your browser. And recently, I see uses use case in uh, the e-commerce sector, right? Which is the virtual try-on feature. Mm. Some e-commerce websites now you can virtually try on cosmetics, eyewear, jewelry. As well as COVID, well, I believe browser-based machine learning and AI applications will become more and more popular. Yeah,
1: nice. You, you know, you're, it's interesting. You, you talked about you know sentiment analysis with you know your tweets and things like that, but I'm also just thinking sentiment analysis for blog posts, right? Yeah. So it's it's hey you, are you trying to strike a playful tone or are you trying to strike more a more just kind of informational or things like that or you know it could point out hey the sentiment analysis on these three paragraphs is this and the other two is this it's a little inconsistent Yeah. or I, the other thing that I'm starting to get into now and I've always wanted to write a fantasy novel and so I, I imagine that too right where it does a sentiment analysis across a, a chapter or two chapters right and so for the more playful characters it has more Playful things, or maybe it just does a sentiment analysis on the dialogue, right? I mean, it, it sounds way fun. And if I'm doing cool. it in a system that's web based, then yeah, it just runs in TensorFlow.js and I don't have to, you know, I'm I'm imagining like a WordPress plugin that yeah. analyzes my stuff, things like that. So I, I,
2: think, uh, I, I did build a demo on my website and um doing sentiment analysis on the browser for
0: Twitter. Uh, yes. Well uh, that's easy. Analysis. Angry, Twitter, angry, <laughs> always angry, angry, somebody is wrong. Uh, uh, I have to go, someone's wrong on the internet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that demo is using a node.js model called sentiment.js, right? Uh-huh. First, I need to register an API from Twitter mm-hmm. to be able to pull down the tweets, right? And then you use, you feed the um, tweets through the sentiment API, and then... If you perform the sentiment analysis for each tweet text, it will return a score that it didn't indicate whether the tweet is neutral, positive, or negative. After that, I display the result in a pie chart to say how many percentage of the tweets are positive, negative, or neutral. Yeah. I think it's simple, useful for beginners is doing such projects. It's a really good starting point.
0: That's really cool. What let, Let's yeah. dig into it for a second there. For the sentiment analysis, did you get a model that, that you liked or did you train
2: one? I didn't train one. So basically, on the open source community, there's already a lot of those models that you can your application on right? if you're interested to trade by your own I think you can get a data set from like cargo. Cargo have some open source data set that you can use to train your model. But if you just want to build an application and use the people's other people's model you can also do it. Or you can use transfer learning to to trade a more generic model and add more
0: data onto it. So yeah. Very nice. Awesome. And then what technology did you use for, for for this Twitter sentiment analysis? You have the API. Where Are you doing it on client? Are you using backend? Is, is the model on the a server or a client?
2: The model is on the client. So mm-hmm. first, you connect to the Twitter API to pull down the tweets. Mm-hmm. Then you load the um, sentiment model into the browser then you fit each tweet through the model is purely inside the browser and then it will return the scope. That scope indicates whether it's neutral, positive, or negative. Right, awesome.
0: So what other projects do you want to talk about next that you've done? I know that you've done quite a few.
2: Yeah, I can talk about two more projects that I've done. Uh-huh. It's more using TensorFlow.js in the computer vision field. So the first one is called Selfie anyway. It's very similar <laughs> to the background change feature in Zoom, in which you can hide your massive room in the background and replace it with a different theme. I build a demo that brings this feature into the browser. You can just go to the web page of the demo, turn on the webcam. It will put you inside a famous tourism spot by changing the background of your webcam in real time. It was like a green screen putting you in a relaxing beach in the middle of the desert or even on the surface of the moon. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't actually need a green screen or any software. With machine learning, it can automatically separate you from the background. The reason that I built this is in the beginning of this year, me and my wife had planned a trip to Europe, China, and US. We got the travel visa granted, hotels booked, but because of the pandemic and the lockdown, all these get cancelled. My wife got a little bit upset because we had been planning this for a long time. And um, I remember one day she browsed a photo of the Louvre Museum and said, I wish I could be there. Then the idea of building this demo came into my mind. And I said, you know what? I'm going to make your dream come true. Right. After I finish building this demo, we use it to take selfies, and as we we have traveled to the great world in Easter Island and the moon as well. <laughs> she has been uh, pretty happy about it. <laughs>
0: Nice. So you found the cheap version of the travel. <laughs> it's, a, yeah. it's way better. I, why pay for Disney World when you could just... <laughs> it, it's, it's the fa- Facebook
1: version of the trip, right? You didn't have to go yeah. anywhere. Yeah, but all exactly. your friends are jealous. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, way
2: that's... that I um, build this demo is utilizing machine learning model called BodyPix. BodyPix is released by um, TensorFlow.js. It can identify the human body in an image or on a video strip, and it can separate the foreground body from the background on a pixel level. In other words, Body pixels can identify the pixels of an image. It can classify the pixels of an image into two categories. Pixels that are representing a person and pixels that are representing the background. It can also classify further the pixels that are representing a person into one of the 24 body parts such as your left right left hand and the right lower leg etc cetera, etc. Cetera. It released is version 2.0 last year which supports multi-person segmentation. So it's not only one person, you can have multiple persons in the webcam or image and it can still segment those different persons and different body parts correctly. That's- I think it's an amazing model and I use it in my demo.
1: Leveling up is important. I spend at least an hour every day learning ways I can improve my business or take a break and listen to a good book. If you're looking to level up, I recommend you start out with the 12-week year as a system to plan out where you want to end up and how to get the results you want. You can get it free by going to audibletrial.com
0: code. That's audibletrial.com code. Yeah, I think uh Jason Mays uses that for his uh invisibility cloak. He was using the JavaScript um <laughs> body picks, which is really good set up. So
1: it really would get cool. my that would get my eleven year old excited. Invisibility
0: cloak. <laughs> yes indeed.
1: So she, she's hermione or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I love the whimsicality of like traveling or invisibility cloaks. It's such a, such a good aspect. And so once you've got this information, are you essentially cleaning up, drawing the pixels in there, using tensors to, to put a background behind it or a transparency? Can you step us through just a little bit more yes, of what sure. you do with that BodyPix data?
2: Yeah, sure. So step one, you include the script of TensorFlow doctrine and BodyPix model in the head section of HTML5, or you can also install it via NPM that you can use in TypeScript. And the second step is load the BodyPix model by calling its load function. Mm -hmm. After that, the model will be loaded into your browser. First step, you start to feed the webcam stream frame by frame through the BodyPix model to perform the body segmentation. This is done by calling its estimate person segmentation function. It will return the binary array for the pixels that are part of the person, the value will be 1. For the pixels that are not part of the person, the value will be 0. The fourth step, you remove the background by setting the pixels' transparency value to 0. That's how you remove the background is actually no, you so. set it to be transparent. The final step is once you have the canvas that only contains the body with the transparent background, then you can just overlay it on top of a background image with some CSS. It is yes. pretty much how I implemented the demo. It's not too complex and it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a really good one. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, do you know how big the body BodyPix model is? I think it's just three megabytes. Oh, that's really good. You know, when we're talking to people about some of these projects, something as amazing as identifying the person and removing them and, and giving it a different background, its only three megabytes. That's really impressive. I, lo- I love the stuff that they're doing there.
2: Yeah, I can talk about another demo that is called Face Mask.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one.
2: Yeah, it's a demo for Face Mask, virtual try-on. You can just go to the web page of the demo, Mm -hmm. turn on the webcam, pick the face mask that you like, and it can detect where your face is in the webcam and virtually put the selected mask on your face so that you can see how it looked like when you were wearing those masks. The reason that I built this demo is I would like to remind people the importance of wearing a face mask during the pandemic. It will help slow the spread of the virus. I hope people find my demo interesting. And when they play along with it, it can help remind them to wear a mask when they go out to
0: the public now as a disclaimer I just want everybody to know if you're trying if you're sick and you use AI to put a face mask on you you really don't have a face mask on you're, you're still you still can infect everybody with whatever kind of nastiness you can yeah. but in that demo you have some pretty impressive masks if I remember correctly you yeah. have like a wide where did you get all those mask pictures from
2: just google <laughs>
1: I was going to say, good. you know, the mask pictures look good when you're trying to uh, virtual signal on Facebook as well.
0: There you go. I'm just saying, <laughs> you could just you you could have. Uh, are you going to combine these so that you can have a photo of you in Disney World wearing a mask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty good idea. How you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. So, so let's dig into the tech. On, on the face mask demo. Yeah, which which model did you use? What was the plan and then your execution?
2: Yeah, the demo is um, use a machine learning model called face mesh. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, face mesh is also released by TensorFlow.js. It's a very lightweight machine learning model and it can detect 486 facial landmarks of a human face. To step through um, how I use it in my demo, step one, you just include the script of TensorFlow.js and the face mesh model in the hash section of the HTML file, or you can install it via NPM. Step two, you load the face mesh model by calling its load function. Then the model will be loaded into your browser. Step three, you start to feed the webcam stream also frame by frame through the face mesh model to for, to perform um, face landmark detection. This is done by calling its estimate faces function. It will take an input image or a video stream and it will return the weight of the face landmark key points and the bounding boxes and the confidence level. So for each of the face landmark key points, it will contain the location of the X, Y, X, X in the depth. And out of the 468 face landmarks, I only use four of those. Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, I, don't really wow.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I what I love about that is that we is that AI is coming in there. It's like, look what I did. And you're like, I will take four of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: I only use the forehead, the left cheek, the chin, and the right cheek. Then I use those four key points to calculate the width and the height of the mask and X, Y, X, X of the location where I should put my image on. And the last step is just overlay the PNG face mask image on top of your face. That's pretty much how I did.
1: So if I want to go find these, how do I find them? I'm assuming these demos are on GitHub or somewhere where I can go.
2: It's on my website. So you can okay. just go to my website, bensonrun.com. You can see more than 10 demos there, and one of them is the face mask.
0: Uh, I'm not sure that this is really your your website. It could just be a background that makes it look like it's your website, and you're not actually... <laughs> <laughs> the joke's gone too far. That, you know, I wonder if there's, you know, in kind of the world of this... It's, we're going to see more of this kind of super advanced model and then asking for some piece of that information. Because I think like if you, you know, all the models that are out there, there are quite a few that will return facial data as well. But then I'm thinking about it. So if you used, um, for instance, instead of using face mesh, if you use PoseNet, it'll give you, I think, four landmarks on the face, but you'll have all that waste of it caring about your arms and all the other kinds of things. So I I can only see us going further and further into having AI tell us all these amazing things in in a few megabytes, and then we're going to use it for... Fun stuff like putting masks on people and really cool stuff like that. So uh, that, that I love, I love, love that they do 468 facial landmarks in 3D in each, and you use four of them. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Super awesome. And yeah, all these demos. And that's the cool thing about TensorFlow.js. It's all these demos that you've done are on your website. So as long as you're, you know, just click on the links, so I think we'll put them in the show notes, of course. Yep. People can play around with it instantaneously. Yep, absolutely. Well,
1: Gant, I know that you're kind of running into a, a time lock here today. So before we do that, though, Benson, I keep hearing about your Twitter account. What is it?
2: It's Benson Runs.
1: Awesome. Benson and,
2: R-U-A-N. Yeah.
1: All right. And, and you know, your website, you already mentioned, if you put it in the chat, we'll make sure it winds up in the show notes. Any Anything else that we should make sure that we uh, let people know about before we wrap up?
2: I think more and more people are getting into this machine learning and AI field, and there's online community for developers to people like us, right? For the people that is new to this field, I suggest a few ways that they can get help when they get stuck. First one, I would suggest developer to follow machine learning and AI hashtags on social media, like Twitter and LinkedIn, usually when people build something that is useful, when they use machine learning, they repost on social media using those hashtags. You always can learn a lot from other people's demo and the GitHub repositories. Second, I would suggest developer to practice on cargo data sets. To participate in um, the forums in Kaggle with other people's notebook, you can ask questions and receive advice from other data scientists and discuss and request for open source data sets. Last AI, I would suggest people to join offline machine learning and AI meetups. Meet there are a lot of them, ML and AI developers groups around the globe, and they will host regular tech talks, knowledge sharing meetups. And I think it's a good opportunity to learn from the best and get inspiration and know more like minded people.
0: Definitely. Plus one on that. Uh, yeah. I think people sharing this information is, is definitely helpful. And and. You know, you see as more people are getting involved with AI and kind of talking to each other, we start to figure out, you know, a lot of really interesting concerns and and a lot of really awesome solutions at the same time. So the more people who are involved in that conversation, the better. Yep,
1: absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to encourage people to reach out to you if they have questions as well. And yeah, let's
0: go ahead and do some picks real quick. Gant, do you want to start us off with picks? Yeah, so Benson picks is the section where we can just choose something amazing and just highlight it in this episode. I'm going to highlight something that has nothing to do with technology. <laughs> I've been watching a show that I trust me. I never thought I'd be the guy who says this. I've been watching a show called My Hero Academia, which it's a I think is a Japanese animation show. Someone recommended it to me, and I am addicted. It is one of those things where I've kind of like found a character and Deku who never gives up. He never gives up. And I love the show because of him. So I'll recommend if you've kind of watched people or you're like, I'm not too sure if I want to see one of these. The, The My Hero Academia, it's really been amazing. And after every time I watch an episode, I'm really motivated to go code or go for a run or do anything else. It's really infectious on on how motivational the show is. So it's like a shot of coffee. And that's how I'll recommend it.
1: Nice. I'm going to jump in with a few picks. So one of the first picks I have is uh, listen to a couple of books on Audible, and so I'm going to pick those. Uh, One that I that I've read before or listened to before, both actually, is the Twelve Week Year, and it's more or less how I plan things out, kind of take it in three month chunks, and yeah, tackle it that way. It talks you through, you know, planning your week as well, and and setting up a vision. But yeah, so I really really enjoy it. I've actually got a couple of videos that I've recorded on how I've kind of implemented what they have in the book. And I'm, I'm working on a place nice. where I can put those up. I basically want to give them away in conjunction with a productivity bundle that a friend of mine sells. And so when you buy that, you'll be able to get those videos because I think that's kind of the, the best way to kind of tie it in and make sure that people are going to actually use it instead of a gee whiz thing because I want to make a difference for folks. The other one is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And it it's, it's kind of a book about stoic philosophy and And he dives into a whole bunch of different, you know, modern and ancient examples. And for me, it's felt like kind of the last couple of years and the last few months have felt like a couple of years. <laughs> you know, it feels like the last few years have just, you know, it's just been a pile on this thing and then that thing and then this other thing and then, that, right? And yeah. anyway, I, I don't want to complain, but the, I, I read the book and he basically outlines how a lot of these challenges, a lot of the places we get stuck, a lot of the things that happen that we feel like shouldn't have happened to us are actually opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I've really, really enjoyed the perspective on that and it's really made me think about okay you know how are these things opportunities how are these things things that are going to push me to make changes that I need to make, learn things that I need to learn, change what I'm doing, and grow. So I've really, really enjoyed that book. And then the last pick that I have, and this is something that I pick up probably every six months or so, is a tool called Toggl, dot com, And it's a time tracker. And what I do with it is I will actually set it up and then I will start tracking everything I do while I'm working for like a week. And then at the end hmm. of the week, it'll tell me, you spent you know, six hours answering emails, which is way too much, or (laughs) you, you, you know, you've spent too much time browsing Facebook, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just stuff like that, right? And so then it's, it's okay, I have a tendency to get sidetracked with these things. And then I can take steps to train myself out of those things. So I really, really enjoy that. So I'm going to pick that as well. Benson, do you have some picks for us?
2: My pick would be the Tensible.js show and tell on YouTube. It already have two episodes now. It's hosted by um Jason in Google. So every few months, he will organize an online event to let Developers that have demos using TensorFlow.js to show the demo, demonstrate how they use TensorFlow.js in the demo and share this knowledge to the whole community. I think it's uh, very good for beginners to get inspirations and to learn from the others.
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, we talked to Jason last week, didn't we? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming, Benson. This was a lot of fun.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. All right, we'll wrap this one up, folks, and we will, uh, until next time, Max out. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by CashFly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with CashFly. Visit dot to learn more.